And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. Who's that strange-looking man behind you? That's Carl. I met him at the laundry, man. Sam Spade Detective Agency. Sam, sweetheart. I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Master Avenger. Uh, this is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> Happy holidays, everyone. I'm Carl Amari. This is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the captivating Lisa Wolf. In this hour, it's a Christmas comedy episode of Feber, McGee, and Molly from 1941. But first, it's Beat the Host. In order to beat the host, a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named Caleb must correctly answer more true or false questions about Lauren Michaels than I. Lisa Wolf Hall is our moderator. Lisa, please say hello to Caleb. Yes, we have Caleb on the phone from Bolingbrook, Illinois. Hello, Caleb. Hey, how are you guys? Great. So glad that you're with us tonight. Hi, Caleb. Hey, how are you? Good. All right. You ready All to right. do this? Well, we're going to talk a little Lorne Michaels. So okay. um, he just turned 78 uh, in uh, November 17th. He was born in 1944, best known for creating and producing Saturday Night Live, although he also produced all the late night series. Okay. So uh, we'll talk a little uh, Lorne Michaels, all true or false. Caleb, we will start with you. Caleb, Lisa Kudrow auditioned for a role on Saturday Night Live, but was turned down. Is that true or false? Turn your radio uh, down, Caleb. Just a little bit, please. All right. Let's see. What do you think? True or false on that one? Lisa Kudrow auditioned for SNL and tur- was turned down. True or false? Um, I have to say I'm not, I would have, I'm not really. That's okay. Just give it a guess. People really are, but I'd have to say like false. I think it's false. It's true. It's oh, absolutely man. correct. She uh. did audition uh, Lisa Cujo from Friends, of course, and she yeah. was turned down. So yeah. uh, they missed the boat on that one. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Carl. Yes. Um, Lorne Michaels credits much of his success to Goldie Hawn. True hmm, or false? Goldie Hawn. Um, I'll say that's true. Okay. Okay. Um, I'd say false. It is false. All right. Um, and uh, who he credits it to is Lily Tomlin. Really? Here's for Caleb. Yes. Oh, Here's said for Carl. One of his first gigs was as a writer on Laughing, and he said that she was the first person. Lily Tomlin. Who Matt, who really One cared. ringy dingy. That's right. One, two ringy dingies. Lily Tomlin. She's oh, she was the queen great. of comedy, for sure. Yeah. And then she was Edith Thayad, too. Oh, yes. My name is, my name is Edith Thayad. I remember her. Yeah. Um, Caleb, uh, Lauren Michaels wrote jokes for Woody Allen. Is that true or false? Oh, um, true. Hmm. Wrote jokes for 
Goat chokes for Woody Allen. I'm going to say true also. True is absolutely correct. All right. That Kayla, is correct. We've got that one. <laughs> there you go. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Carl, Saturday Night Live made its debut in 1975 with Steve Martin as the show's first host. Mm, that is false. False. Caleb? Um, I'd have to say true. What did you say? True. It is false. Carl is mm. right. George Carlin was Carl. the first host in 1975. Caleb, we're tied up now, Caleb. So, yeah, there's two questions to go. Caleb, I'm rooting for you. Caleb, Lorne Michaels founded his production called Sunny Spot. Why? Was it lost? He, he founded, founded it? it oh. Not found it. Oh. So close, though. Just two little letters changed the whole meaning. Lorne Michaels founded his production company. Why? Was it lost? It was, yes. Sunny Spot Productions in 1979. <laughs> oh, boy. It's a little late A little bit on late the, with the yeah, rim shot there. A little slow. <laughs> I'm slow. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> um, hey, Caleb, is that true or false? Sunny um, Spot Productions. Say, um... Mm. Uh, say, wait. Mm, Just give it a guess. Uh, I'm going to say true. It's false. Uh, Caleb, you are right. It was uh, his production Caleb. company that he founded. It's false. It's Broadway Video. Oh, not, right. Broadway Video. But not yeah. Funny Spot Production. Oh, so man. close. All right, one more. All right. Come on, Caleb. You've got this. Carl, mm-hmm. in 2008, Time Magazine added him to its 100 Most Influential People list. I would say true on that. Caleb, is he right? Um, I'd say... False. Oh, it's true. Oh, you guys tied it here's up. What here's what Caleb. All right, oh, Caleb. But you know what? Good. You didn't beat the host. You tied the host. Not bad. With a knot. You tied me in a knot. And uh, I'm going to send you a four CD set of the Twilight Zone radio dramas. How does that sound? Cool. All right. Well, thanks for calling. Yeah, thanks so much, Caleb. Happy holidays to you. When we come back, we're going to tune into Fibber, McGee, and Molly from 1941, a Christmas show. So don't go away. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. You know what, folks? We have a club, and I'm telling you, you get the uh, full enchilada when you join the classic radio club. For only $9.99 a month, we bill your uh, credit card, $9.99 a month. Are you ready for this? You get the following, all right? Number one, you get 10 classic radio shows emailed to you in absolutely brilliant sound direct from the master recordings they sound like high fidelity you get a booklet that details those shows their history photos of the stars that are in those shows it's really a great presentation you also get that's once a month so 10 shows sent to you once a month every week that means every monday you are sent the full five-hour hollywood 360 show that we do just a couple of days prior to that The full new show is sent to you in brilliant sound. Links never expire. And we add the Radio Rarities podcast to that. So you not only get the full five-hour Hollywood 360 show every week, you also get the 40-minute 
Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa and I uh, host and Mike produces. So you get all of that, every single thing, for only $9.99 a month. So you're supporting the show. You're helping keep the show going strong by being a Classic Radio Club member. So we hope you will consider joining. Go to ClassicRadioClub.com classicradioclub.com we really appreciate you and uh, if you want to give it as a Christmas gift to somebody as well you know maybe someone in your family would love hearing these classic radio shows getting those 10 shows in in brilliant sound every single month with the booklet the booklet's great you got to check it out it's a PDF you know you just click it, it opens up read all about the shows and uh, we put a lot of time and effort Mike especially really does an incredible job and um, $9.99 a month, you're supporting the program. Really appreciate you. ClassicRadioClub.com. All right, Weber, McGee, and Molly. Oh, man, these guys were on the air a long, long time. They were a real-life husband and wife. And they uh, started doing radio in the Chicago area and then went national. They had a show called Smack Out, and uh, that was uh, a mild success in the Chicagoland area. Then they um, met up with a guy named Don Quinn, and together they created the series Fibber, McGee, and Molly. And that was on the air all the way until, ready for this, 1959. So it aired from 1935 to 1959 on the radio. And uh, we have a broadcast from December 23rd, 1941. Who sent the McGee's a door chime for a Christmas present, Lisa? That's the big mystery and uh, we'll find out. Here's part one now of Jim and Marion Jordan as Fibber McGee and Molly. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn. With songs by Martha Tilton and the King's Men and music by Billy Mills. The show opens with Love Is. This is the time of year when a man who can't suppress his curiosity should be handcuffed and blindfolded. For instance, a package came for the McGee's today, which is almost certainly a Christmas present. And we invite you to an interesting discussion between Fibber McGee and Molly. Oh, but Molly, look, we don't know it's a Christmas present. Just the same, McGee. We're not going to open it before Christmas. Oh, but sweetheart... There's nothing on it that says don't open till Christmas. Don't get mushy with me. I still say we don't open it till Christmas morning. Okay, okay, okay. I just wondered if it could have been them silver fox furs, that's all. I just wondered. Uh, what silver fox furs? Oh, never mind. We'll, we'll know Christmas morning. Well, I guess I'll run out the cigar store. And McGee! Get... Huh? What silver fox furs? Who's sending me some furs? How should I know? Well, you're the most exasperated. <laughs> But this is exactly the size and shape of a box that would have a set of box furs in it. Hey, cut that out. You can't open that. Not till Christmas. But, darling... Don't get mushy with me. <laughs> you can't open it. 
Here, give me that package. You wouldn't let me open it, and I won't let you open it. Uh, why do you pay any attention to me? I'm just a woman. I don't know anything. <laughs> You're the man of the house, and what you say ought to go, dearie. Hand me the scissors. Here. <laughs> Thanks. Uh-oh. Bad news, Molly. It ain't furs. What? It isn't? Mm. Oh, dear. I told you we shouldn't have opened that package, McGee. Not until Christmas. Uh -huh. But what is it? I don't know. Look. Oh. It's a musical instrument of some kind. Looks like a little pipe organ. There's electric wires on... Hey, I know. It's one of them chime doorbells. And a beauty, too. You mean one of those doorbells that every time it rings, you expect somebody to say, the following announcement is transcribed? <laughs> Yeah, but it don't say here who sent it. Now, who do you suppose... Oh, get that stuff out of sight quick, McGee. Okay, okay, okay. Come in. Mr. Wilcox. Hello, folks. Oh, hi, Harlow. Come on in. No, thanks. I just wanted to leave these packages for you. And don't open them before Christmas. Oh, thank you, Mr. Wilcox. And we won't. But what's your hurry? I've got to stop and get a sandwich before I go back to the office. I missed my lunch. Well, Merry Christmas. Well, uh... heavenly days. Now, there's plenty of cold chicken in the refrigerator, Mr. Wilcox, and a lemon meringue pie. Oh, boy, my favorite vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> but, gee, I hate to be any trouble, Molly. It's no trouble at all. It's no trouble at all. I'll just set out the chicken. Now, now wait a minute. No, you don't. I'll find everything myself. Don't get up or I won't stay. Oh, well, well go ahead, Wilcox, and easy on that pie. You've got to watch them hips. <laughs> okay, I'll try to restrain myself. Well, we know he didn't send that doorbell. No, but I wonder who did. Oh, dear. Come in. Oh, how do you do, Mrs. Uffington? How do you do, uh, how do you do Mrs. McGee? And Mr. McGee? And a yippee-yule-tie to you, Mrs. Hill. <laughs> Won't you slip out of your sables and squat a spell? Oh, uh, thank you, no, Mr. McGee. I came over to ask a favor of you. Oh, certainly, Abigail. Anything we can do, just uh, ask us. Oh, yes. Unless you want me to take that pooch of yours for a walk. I draw the line at patrolling the precinct with that pie-eyed peak. <laughs> Mr. McGee, Fifi does not enter into this matter at all. Besides, I believe she entertains the same aversion to you that you do to her. <laughs> well, that's a lot of entertainment for one man and a dog. <laughs> but uh, what can we do for you, Abigail? Dean? Well, Mrs. McGee, I head the neighborhood committee to conserve waste paper for the government. I wish to ask you not to burn or destroy your waste paper and cardboard. Please save it, and I shall have a truck pick it up whenever you call. Why, sure. I'd be glad to help such a good cause. <laughs> Personally, I'd like to form a movie committee for this war. Uh, a movie committee, Miss McGee? Yeah, I'd like to get the government to make a documentary picture and send a million prints to Tokyo. Starring what actor, dearie? Harry Carey. By the way, Uppy, did you by any chance send us an electric chime doorbell for Christmas? No. No, I did not, Mr. McGee. But I must say I admire your blunt way of inquiring. I simply detest people who hint. I do too, Uppy. Although when I was a cub reporter years ago, I always uh, I was always dip the diplomat. Oh, oh sure, yes. Yeah. Yes, you betcha. <laughs> Sir, never used to act as a direct question if I could help it. But if there was any inside dope I wanted, I got it. Get that dope McGee, I was known as in that day. Oh, my. 
Get that dope, McGee, the dashing, daring darling of the dailies and the ding-dong, dipsy-doodle-daddy of the dirt dishers, diligently deviling dignified diplomats for delicate details, discreetly dictating data difficult to decipher, and deliberately denouncing dangerous demagogues dripping with dubious dialogue designed to develop defeatism, doing my duty with a dearth of dilly-dallying despite the dirty digs of the desperate dogs who determined to dampen my do-or-die disposition and deteriorate a diggity dynamo into a drippy droop, a dandy detective at dodging death and danger, but doesn't this description sound like a total stranger? Martha Tilton sings he's 1A in the army and A1 in From my heart. Coast to coast in this great nation, each man has got a classification. Pray tell me, pray tell me, what's yours? I've got a guy who's really something. This man of mine, he ain't missing nothing. No wonder I'm happy to say. He's 1A in the army and he's A1 in my heart. He's gone to help the country that helped him to get a start. I love him so because I know he wants to do his part For he's 1A in the army and he's A1 in my heart And just in case you're quizzical, I'm gonna tell you now He passed the toughest physical, he passed it poked and how For I know why he rates so high on Uncle Sammy's chart Cause he's 1A in the army and he's A1 in my heart country that helped them to get their start. We love them so because we know they want to do their part. Cause they're one A in the army and they're A1 Hey, Molly, this is going to be a pretty snazzy doorbell, you know it? Yes, but who do we get to install it, dearie? An electrician? Nah, I can do it myself. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, please, let's not go into that again. What do you mean? I fixed the thermostat on the furnace last week, didn't I? It works at the touch of a finger now. Sure it does, sure. At the touch of a finger, you get a shock that melts your bobby pins. <laughs> well, I'll get you some rubber gloves. Anyway, I don't see... Oh, dear, come in. Oh, hi, sis. Hi, mister. What you doing? Huh? Hmm? What? I guess not. You guess not what? I guess you didn't know I was a businesswoman, mister. Oh, businesswoman, eh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, just what branch of commercialism are you identified with, madam? Well, I... Hmm? <laughs> I says, what's your racket? Oh, a miserable toe. Huh? Miserable toe. I don't get it. You don't unless you pay for it, I bet you. Pay for what? Miserable toe. Well, that was a short ride, but I enjoyed it. 
Let's go around again. <laughs> What's miserable toe? Oh, gee, mister, you know what miserable toe is. No. You hang it up on Christmas and it's got white berries on it. Oh, 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 sure, sure, sure. Uh, Mistletoe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Otherwise known as Mug Holly. <laughs> Lip Lilac. <laughs> and Night Blooming Smush. <laughs> Fracture cactus. Fracture cactus? Why, sis? Because once a long time ago, he started to hang some up on the chandelier and the chair broke and he fell down and fractured his leg. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hmm? I says, oh. Oh. Well, mister, can we do any business? Only 25 cents a bunch. Okay, okay. Bring me two bits worth, sis. Oh, thank you, mister. I'll deliver it first thing tomorrow, and you can pay me the 35 cents. Fine, fine. I'll be... Hey, wait a minute. You says 25 cents. What's the extra dime for? Tax. What do you mean, tax? There's no tax on mistletoe. There is, unless you want to glue it up, mister. <laughs> All right, that is always funny. Fibber McGee and Molly, good uh, holiday program, December 23rd, 1941. Just think about this, Lisa. Oh, yeah. About two weeks prior, we were bombed at Pearl Harbor, December 7th, 1941. So just, uh, I mean, takes you back, really, when you think about you know, what the state of the whole world was like at this time. This is a December 23rd, 1941 broadcast. Um, but they're having fun. You're on, I mean, you know, time marches on. The world goes on. You know, obviously we were in war at this time. We were at, at war um, early in the uh, whole process. The war of World War II. All right. We'll get back to Fibber McGee and Molly. More of Hollywood 360 after this short break. Hi, Carl Amari here. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, Suspense, and Burns and & Allen, consider becoming a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, members receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows in superior sound quality, along with historical liner notes and photos of the radio stars. The 10 shows I'll send you will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. Members also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood with 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. The digital links never expire, so you can listen to Hollywood 360 and Radio Rarities whenever you'd like. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. And when you join the Classic Radio Club, there's no long-term commitment. You can cancel at any time. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. There's a picture of uh, Lisa and I hard at work recording our new podcast series, Radio Rarities. It's our Facebook page, right, Lisa? That's right. If you go to our Facebook page, uh, the first thing you'll see is the video that we did tonight uh, in the radio station. And you know, if you scroll down a little bit, uh, you can see us working on our Radio Rarities podcast in our secret podcast rooms. <laughs> <laughs> Undisclosed location. That's right. Only Mike 
Lisa, and I. That is true. And anyone else that comes here. You remember the one of the very first episodes of Batman? They had to bring someone to the Batcave, and what they did was they blindfolded her. (laughs) That's right. And put her in the car and drove all around Gotham City and then took her to the Batcave. That's what we'd have to do if you visited our So if you wanted to come to the pod, if you were a guest on our podcast, we'd have to do that. Somebody noticed your your radio in the background. It's not a radio. It's a a speaker. A speaker. Yeah. Um, Not yours, but the speaker in the background of the photo. Yeah, it's a cool uh, podcast uh, room. It's quite the room. Yeah, and um, check it out. We uh, we do our podcast in this undisclosed podcast location. (laughs) But we are working hard, and we hope that you'll also check out Radio Rarities. Yeah, Radio Rarities uh, comes to you. I mean, you can just, um, you can hear Radio Rarities, really. You can just go to iHeart or anywhere, really, and listen to Radio Rarities. There is a link on our Facebook page if you'd like to check out Radio Rarities. There's a link right on there to do that. Yeah, but we send it to you as part of our Hollywood 360 podcast. So you get it free when... um, well, not free. It's part of the podcast. It's a free bonus, though. Yeah, it's a bonus. And um, if you're a Classic Radio Club member, it comes part of that. Or you can just subscribe to Hollywood 360, and you will get the radio rarities also. You can go to our website, Hollywood360radio.com, for that. But uh, it's like a, uh, an action shot. Mike uh, took a picture of us, because there's only three people that have ever been in the podcast room, right? That's true. We've never had to, like... Um, like, you know, um, never had give laughing us. gas or knockout gas to anybody and blindfold them. We never had any guests already in the, you know, in the podcast. Why don't we, we have, have? We had construction workers there. Well, yeah, but then That's we true. had to ship them off to Argentina. <laughs> that was part of the thing. You can build the podcast room and then you're in this the undisclosed country. location, but then you have to, for the rest of your life, live in Argentina. I hope you tipped the guys before they I tipped left. them. I gave them like 10%. <laughs> I'm a big tipper, 10%. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're listening to Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Uh, I just love these guys, Jim and Mary and Jordan. Um, they were, as I said, real-life husband and wife. And you just heard Teeny, which was played by Marion Jordan. She did the little girl voice. She was. You could do that, right? Yeah, but you don't make a good little girl. Mm, I could be a little boy. No, nope, about that? Not that either. Be a little boy voice. <laughs> nope, I'm going to put a no on that one, too. <laughs> yeah, but uh, anyway, Jim and Marianne Jordan, they were very talented. And Martha Tilton, who just sang a great song on this uh, episode, this was actually her last appearance on the show. I think she just w- moved on and started doing albums. She became a big singing star this oh, is I her know the feeling very <laughs> it's her very last um um you know appearance on fibber mcgee and molly you'll hear gildersleeve in just a little bit here too hal perry all right let's tune it in the conclusion to fibber mcgee and molly smart little tyke i'll bet she winds up selling santa claus a snood for his beard <laughs> Hey, Molly, do you suppose this doorbell runs on batteries or the regular house current or how? Well, uh, why don't you experiment, little dearie? You're a wonderful lad with electricity. <laughs> you really think so? Why, sure I do. Yeah. Who else could have wired the vacuum cleaner so it runs and hides under the Davenport every time I plug it in? <laughs> well, so... Oh! 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 oh. Heavenly days! Oh. Something's happened to Mr. Wilcox. Come on, McGee. Hey. Oh! Oh! oh. Hey, what's the matter, Harlow? 
Hey, what's you sitting on the stove for? Oh, oh, oh. I just glow-coated your linoleum in. Yeah. Huh? And I'm waiting for it to dry. Ooh, oh, oh. I've only got 15 seconds to go. Ooh, yeah. But you're sitting right on the pilot light, Mr. Wilcox. I know, but I don't want to jump down till the floor is dry. It takes... Oh! It takes 17 to 20 minutes. Oh, whoa! Just 20 minutes. Oh, oh, time's up. Oh. Well, turn around quick. I'll throw some water on you. That's it. Yeah. Oh. oh, boy. That's better. Now, what was all this foolishness, Mr. Wilcox? I'm sorry, Molly, but when I came out here in the kitchen, I noticed your linoleum needed attention. Oh, I know, but I've been so busy shopping the last day or so that Oh, I... well, it wasn't bad, but I can't resist a linoleum that isn't perfect. So I grabbed a can of Johnson's self-polishing glow coat and spread some around with a long-handled applier. It's really fun to do, you know. Oh, yeah, we heard you screaming with joy. <laughs> Well, you see, the minute I had the floor all nicely glow-coated, and with no rubbing or buffing either, I hopped on the stove to let it dry, never realizing I was sitting on the pilot light. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for polishing my floor, Mr. Wilcox. And I'm sorry you had to roast your rompers doing it. (laughs) Oh, that's all right, Molly. Well, I'll be getting back to the office now. Uh, Did you have enough to eat, Harlow? Uh, Eat? Yes, eat. Did you find the chicken and the pie? Well, what do you know? I forgot all about eating. The minute I got out here, I started glow-coating the floor. If I'm not the darndest fool. Oh, well, I'll grab a bite downtown. Thanks anyway, folks. (laughs) (laughs) You forgot to eat. I always said it, Molly, but I never really believed it. What? He'd rather talk about glow-coat than eat. (laughs) Well, I still hate to think about the... I'd like to get paid by the door knock, McGee. <laughs> At a nickel a knuckle, I'd be rich in a week. Come in. Oh, hi, Latrivia. Good day, Mr. Mayor. How do you do, Mrs. McGee? Hello, McGee. I just dropped Excuse in. Excuse me, to... just a minute, Latriv. Hmm? Uh, look, did you send us an electric chime doorbell for Christmas? I did not. I didn't send you anything for Christmas. You mean yet, McGee? <laughs> Except for my immediate family and employees, McGee I'm putting my Christmas budget into defense bonds and stamps Good for you, Mr. Mayor We've got to back up our buck privates with our private bucks <laughs> Which is an old saying I just made up <laughs> Exactly And now, McGee, you've been hounding me for a job with the city Oh, I... I wouldn't say hounding you, Latrivia Oh, I'll admit I've been kind of scratching around wagging my tail but Well, uh... I... Have you got something lined up for him, Mr. Mayor? I think so. Are we alone? Nobody here but us chickens, Latrev. <laughs> McGee, how are you on disguises? Heavenly days, detective work. How am I on disguises? <laughs> Funny you should ask that, Latrivia. Why, when I was a cinder dick for the old TSR railroad... Uh, what railroad was the TSR? The Topeka, Saugonash, and Rochester. <laughs> Better known to the passengers as the two streaks of rust. <laughs> When I was a detective on the TSR, Latrivia, I was known as the man with a thousand faces. You had your choice of a thousand faces and went back to your own? (laughs) Oh, tush. (laughs) I'll never forget the time I rounded up that gang of boxcar bandits around East St. Louis. I was walking along the right-of-way, slick as a cat, disguised as a jockey. Never mind the heroic details, McGee. 
All I want to know is, can you assume a completely different identity and maintain it under trying circumstances for days at a time? Oh, why, certainly he can, Mr. Mayor. Why, he can even disguise his voice. Change your voice for the mayor, dearie. <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> no trouble at all. <laughs> In fact, I started changing my voice at the age of 14. <laughs> uh, ah, that's splendid, splendid. Uh, you report to the city hall first thing tomorrow, McGee. Oh, wonderful. You better get me a police permit. Uh, you better get me a police permit, Madrid, <laughs> so I can carry a gun. You won't need a gun. The disguise will be enough. You're going to be Wistful Vista's official Santa Claus in City Hall Park. $5 a day. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Man of a thousand faces. It looks like you're holding the bag again. Why, that double-crossing political parasite. Who does he think I am? Santa Claus. I won't do it. I won't do it. He can't badger me into a beard and a bustle. No, sir. I... Well, here we go again. I gotta hurry up and put this doorbell up, Yes, Molly. an ounce of prevention is worth ten pounds on the door. Yeah. Come in. Uh, Merry Christmas, Mr. McGee. Hello, little chum. Well, hello, Hello. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> well, come on in, Gildy old sock. I'm glad to see you. Look at him, Molly. Ain't he a sight? Uh, what's that, McGee? I mean, <laughs> ain't he a sight for sore eyes? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, George. It's nice to see you folks again. You're looking as lovely as usual, Mrs. McGee. Oh, now, Mr. Gildersleeve, stop your blind. <laughs> you see, Gildy, you got her so fussed she can't even pronounce baloney. <laughs> Here, Mr. Gildersleeve, take his hat and coat, McGee. Okay. I'll make a pot of tea. Yes, Long take my hat and coat, McGee. <laughs> the King's Men sing What Do I Want for Christmas? Ding dong, ding dong, Christmas bells. I must make a wish for Christmas while their music swells. Ding dong, ding dong, all year through. If my wishes are auspicious, I'll be needing you. Oh, what do I want for Christmas? Do you really want me to tell? Well, I want you for Christmas Day and every other day as well. I never hang up my stocking beside the chimney flue. My cup is full to overflowing long as I just have you. A toy balloon is something I'd never use. But joy in June is something I can't refuse. If you want to know what I want most, if you want to know what to do, just merely say, let's name the day for I want you. Ding-a-dong, 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 ding. Everyone is writing, telling Santa what to bring. Why don't I just write and say, dear old Santa Claus, what do you want for Christmas? What do I want for Christmas? Oh, <laughs> who ever heard of such a thing? And yet, you know I miss the things you all have here at other seasons of the year. Valentine's and Easter eggs and firecrackers on the 4th of July and Thanksgiving turkey and mincemeat pie. But all these things don't matter at all. If it makes you happy when I come to call, that's all I need the whole year through. That's the merriest Christmas to me from you. Oh, what do we want for Christmas? Do you really want us to say? We hope old Santa has a very merry, merry Christmas day. Let's hang up all our stockings and fill them full of cheer. 
so Santa Claus will have a happy round trip this year. We know you're awfully busy visiting everyone alike, but though you may get dizzy, visiting never go on strike. If you want to know why we're singing and feeling the way we do, it's just because of Santa Claus we all love you. Yes. <laughs> yes, sir, Gildersleeve, you don't look a day older than when you left Wistful Vista. Oh, well. <laughs> Not that you were any chicken then, but... Yes. <laughs> Will you have another cup of tea, Mr. Gildersleeve? Uh, no, thank you. I should hope not. You've had six. Yes. <laughs> I have not. I've only had five, McGee. What do you mean, five? You had one at the coffee table, one while you were snooping through our Christmas cards, if... another oh, while Oh, now, I was... McGee. Stop. Uh... He's welcome to all the tea he can drink. Thank you, Mrs. McGee. My goodness, I never thought my little chum would ever begrudge Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve a miserable little cup of tea. What do you mean, a miserable tea? My wife makes the best tea in this I country. didn't say the tea was miserable. You did, too. You said McGee, she... I... McGee, he didn't mean that. <laughs> he meant he was surprised you wouldn't want him to have all the tea he wants. Uh, yes. Why, sure. <laughs> He's welcome to all he wants. Big ninny. <laughs> but tea's pretty stimulating, Throcky, old man. And to a guy your age with your blood pressure, it might make you just a trifle... What? What are you talking about, my age? Why, I'm still on the sunny side of 40. <laughs> Maybe, but you've got no more use for suntan oil, boy. <laughs> I wish you boys would stop this. It's so nice to have an old neighbor drop in on us. You hear that, Gildy? Old neighbor. Even Molly thinks Never you're... mind what I think. <laughs> I never saw him looking better. Yeah. Going to be in town long, Mr. Gildersleeve? Uh, no, I've got to go to New York tomorrow, Mrs. McGee. Oh, hey, while you're in New York, Gildy, why don't you go see the picture we made together? You know, you and me and Molly and Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy. Oh, yes. Uh, look who's laughing. Uh -huh. uh, where's his play? Well, it has its uh, New York premiere tomorrow at the Palace Theater. And Keith Albee in Brooklyn. Oh. Yeah. So you better see it in Brooklyn, Gildy. You're one of them bums. You? <laughs> Is that so? Uh, speaking of bums, McGee, that was a bum joke of yours sending me that old lawnmower the other day. Why, it was yours, Mr. Gildersleeve. Didn't you want it back? Well, I thought it was a big, expensive Christmas present. So before I opened it, I went out and bought McGee a very costly easy chair with a built-in radio and everything. <laughs> I'm sorry. That that lawnmower thing was just a gag. I I, I sent you a real present yesterday. What? You did, McGee? Oh, why, sure. I, I thought to myself, I thought to myself, I thought, if Gildersleeve ain't worth forty-seven fifty of my money. Oh I'm sorry, I didn't mean to let the price slip out. Uh. Forty-seven fifty is none too much for Mr. Gildersleeve, McGee. <laughs> Not that the price of a gift makes any difference. Uh, of course it doesn't. But I might have known that my little chum wouldn't do a thing like that. Uh, 47.50, eh? <laughs> well. Come in. Is this the resident? Is this the resident? Is this the resident? Who lives here? I do, bud. Fibber McGee. Oh, thanks. Here's a telegram. Here's a telegram. A telegram. It's a wire. Well, I'll sign for it, boy. There. Give the lad a quarter, dearie. Sorry, bud. I got nothing smaller than 35 cents. <laughs> you got a quarter, Gildy? Uh, no, I haven't, little chum. Uh, sorry, sonny. Oh, that's all right, folks. I didn't really expect... I didn't really expect... I didn't expect... I've been here before. <laughs> It's from Racine, Wisconsin. 
from the Johnson Wax Company. Oh, my. What do they say? It says, Dear Fibber and Molly, we are sending you under separate cover an electric chime doorbell. Stop. Oh, oh, my. Uh, we are so tired of hearing that eternal door knocking. Stop. <laughs> So is everybody else. Stop. If every knock was a boost, you'd have a Crosley rating of 6,000. <laughs> Use the doorbell. Stop. Regards and Merry Christmas, signed Johnson's Wax. Well, that solves the mystery, McGee. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure does, don't it? For a while there, I wondered... Hey, where are you going, Gildy, old man? Aren't you going to stay for dinner? Oh, please do, Mr. Uh, thank you. I'm sorry, folks, but I've got to get back to Summerfield and then on to New York. Hey, huh? that's the wrong hat, McGee. I was wearing a fedora, not a beret. Oh, oh excuse me. That's the one I wear to fix the furnace in. <laughs> Here you are, Gilly. Uh, thank you. Well, I certainly enjoyed this visit. Oh, thank you, Mr. Gildersleeve. And I'm so sorry you can't stay for dinner. Well, he couldn't eat any anyway, Molly. He's so full of tea, his eyes are beginning to slant. Yes. <laughs> Still the same old McGee, full of little smart cracks, he thinks. <laughs> well, I, I hope you enjoy your Christmas present, folks. I'm sure we will, Mr. Gildersleeve, and thank you very much. Yeah, and I hope you like the one I sent you, Gildy. I'm, I'm sorry I was so crude as to let the price slip out. Yes, forty-seven fifty. Well, certainly nothing to be ashamed of. Wow. Well, goodbye, folks, and Merry Christmas. Goodbye, Mr. Gildersleeve, and the same to you. Come on, I'm certainly glad we found out who the doorbell was from, Billy. <laughs> Me too. Hey, Molly. Yeah? What could I get Gildersleeve that would look like it cost around forty-seven fifty? <laughs> you know, Molly, it was nice to see old Gildersleeve again. Well, nobody'd think so the way you two argued that. Oh, we were just kidding. I wouldn't really fight with him. <laughs> I should hope not. <laughs> He's a much bigger man than you are. <laughs> That's why it's so easy to get under his skin. He's got so much of it. <laughs> Good night and a Merry Christmas. Yes, and a Happy New Year, too. Good night, all. <laughs> This is Marla Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax Finishes for Home and Industry, inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. With automobile production again restricted, it's very important to take better care of your car. Don't let the finish deteriorate. Make it last. Keep it new looking with Johnson's Car New, the sensational auto polish that both cleans and wax polishes with one application. Two jobs in one, in less than half the time they used to take. For the sake of your car and for your own pleasure, buy a can of Johnson's Car New right away. It's spelled C-A-R-N-U. This is the Red Network of the National Broadcasting Company. I like the name of the product, Car New. It says what it is and all that. But they don't know how to spell new. They only spell they spelled it N U. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, who was the the. Uh, I like that. Who was the dummy that came up with the that? dummy? <laughs> Maybe he was a genius. Can you imagine like this meeting, like this this advertising executive meeting? All right, all right. Here's here's the thing. We want to come out with a product that makes your car look new. And here's this guy or a girl. I know. Let's call it car new. But let's not spell it N E W. Let's spend spell it N U. 
there could be specific reasons why they did that. And they were like, you are a genius. <laughs> That's probably how it went, just you like that. <laughs> are an absolute genius. <laughs> uh, that is February McGee and Molly, December 23rd, 1941. Very funny episode with uh, Jim and Marion Jordan, Hal Perry, Gail Gordon, Billy Mills and his orchestra, Harlow Wilcox. If I ever buy a dog, I'm naming him Harlow I or her I Harlow. Have another kid. That's Mel Blank. Name. Yeah, if you have another kid. Which is not going Talk to happen. Talk to Dan. <laughs> See if he's uh, game. He's you know? not available for that. He might be available. He he's is not unavailable. Avail- oh, he's unavailable. <laughs> I, I think I understand what you mean by that. <laughs> I think I get your drift, as they say. <laughs> to be vague. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, that's Fibber McGee and Molly. Hope you enjoyed that. Time for this month in music history. Let's go back to my favorite decade one more time. Let's check it out. I shot but I did not shoot the deputy. So this is the Eric Clapton version, but this was written by Bob Marley and originally released in 73 by Bob Marley. That's right. I Um, shot the sheriff, (laughs) Mom. But Eric Clapton recorded a cover version in 1974 on his album called 461 Ocean Boulevard, and it peaked at number one on the charts that year. Oh, I'm sure it did. (laughs) I'm sure it did. All right. Thanks, Lisa. Mm -hmm. More of Hollywood 360 after this short break. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All right, in our next hour, really, really good Western episode of Gunsmoke from 1954 starring William Conrad in a Christmas story that I know you will love that is coming your way. Also, we need a... uh, a caller. We need a caller, right? <laughs> Name yes. that Name tune. Name that tune. Top songs of all oh, time. Wait a minute. Yeah, do we need a caller? We do. All right, yeah. Yep. We need a caller. We do. The number would be that three. That could be you out there it in could Radio be Land. 312 642 5600. Top songs. We need caller nine. All right, call now. We'll be right back. turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. 